0: Hi, you're listening to the Three Tokens podcast, appreciate you tuning in. Today we're talking to my good friend CP who's a school teacher locally in Oklahoma City. We talked to him about what are the challenges that he may face being a school teacher, what are the things he's enjoy, and what are some changes that he's had to endure because of COVID. Thanks for listening, hope you enjoy. Hey what's up fam? It's your boys The Three Tokens. You got myself. James, today, what's up, guys? And we got my good friend CP, one of my best friends. Um, he's joining us up in <laughs> his house today. Um, he's actually really cool. Um, we're gonna actually interview him. One of the things that he does that I, I kind of respect a lot, he's a school teacher. Um, but CP, I'll, I'll have you kind of go through and, and kind of intro yourself and tell the people who you are and what you do.
1: Uh, what up? I'm CP uh i am a new teacher uh had a heck of a good semester school's out where i'm at right now so i picked a really good semester to start out with the whole COVID 19 hitting. i was just trying to make the spring break and everything went you know girls going wild crazy if you wouldn't <laughs> in, in this <laughs> realm. so uh i'm very happy to be on uh i love video games anime i'm all around the board so I'm a little bit of everything yeah,
0: yeah. And so uh, just kind of explain, what, what all subjects do you teach?
1: Uh, I am qualified to teach everything outside of high school. So anything from elementary all the way up, I can teach math, science, ELA, geography, history. That's I'm, uh, everywhere. So I'm an elementary background. So basically, we're a jack of all trades. So I don't really have a <laughs> preference on a subject yet.
2: Next, next time I have I have math question, I'm be like hey, CP. Oh yeah, uh, And you're gonna
1: have to keep it at a at a like a fifth grade, sixth grade. Like once once we start getting to a lot more variables and we get to three factors, I'm just like, mm, okay.
2: <laughs> well, what what messes me up is I I can barely do math like one way, mm-hmm. and when they're like, no, you got to do it the other way, I'm like, yeah. So I get I get you the answer. question for you cp because you you said that and it made me
0: think do teachers really know everything because like when i was in school like the teacher seems like she had all the answers but if you did something backwards and you couldn't explain how you got there she was was lost so is that because of the fact that like you guys just train or you learn all the curriculum so if something happens outside of what you learned you're like that doesn't exist
1: yeah so with that most teachers they go through like different core subjects and stuff like that and they they are really not learning the subject they're learning on how a kid learns the subject nowadays that's how it's supposed to be so the, the older teachers you had, like back in our day they would you know math is math if you want to quote the incredibles now that's kind of changed a little bit with that so there we don't get mad at their approach yeah especially when it comes to math you want to show your work and everything like that but it's normally trying to get them to use as many steps as possible. Then if, when they get quicker and stuff like that, make sure the foundations are solid. But if a kid comes up with an answer or something like that, and it's the right answer, we're not going to knock them off on that, but we do need to show the work because there may be some like foundations that are missed that won't work with every equation, especially when moving on and progressing up to a higher level.
2: Gotcha. What on that one, what I was, what I was got me when I was in school is when they were like, this answer is correct, but this answer is more correct now it's always like what how are you going to how are you going to do me
1: like that yeah really? so <laughs> they they try to tell you not to call a kid out and say oh that's wrong and i'm just like <laughs> oh so i was wrong
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: you you
1: you you be like or when they give an answer and it's not a a strong enough answer it's like i'm i'm like fishing wrong. for more but that kid like found it's eight i'm like yeah, that's right, but eight of what? And you like have to fish it out and stuff like that. Oh. Or you get that one kid, like you're trying to help and struggle, and you got that smart kid in the corner. He's just boom, says out the fr- first answer. And you're like, okay, don't steal someone else's learning. Don't do that. One, what? A 15 that- minute lesson plan. You can't be just setting out the answer. <laughs> I-, I have this plan. <laughs> so but so I the smart
2: that was like supposed to be Ruin the,
1: the plan. He can't mo- ruin the plan. It's just <laughs> now you know. Okay, this kid might know something. I, I've seen kids when I was <laughs> – like, I was sitting in science, right, and they were, like, doing this project and all this stuff, doing an experiment. The girl apparently was from a different school. She's done everything the entire grade level is supposed to do this for the entire year. She had her journal with all the experiments. Oh. And I was like, oh. why is
2: she? she had the answer.
1: Yeah, she had everything. She knew it all. Like, And I'm like, why don't they just skip them up? And I'm sitting down, and teachers are talking like, oh – you know we should just challenge her i'm like why not just skip her up like <laughs> why hold her back because <laughs> if i was a kid you're like you're giving me more work and i'm seeing other kids doing this work why am i not doing the same
2: like i already already know why, yeah, why yeah, am i like, doing this yeah skip up
0: yeah okay yeah. so <laughs> so, so then does that dispel the myth that teachers like the smart students because me i've always thought like the smart student was like the teacher's pen oh but like the way you're saying is it, like the smart student is ruined for the rest of yeah. us students so kids are different now
1: <laughs> kids kids are different i mean maybe maybe it's hard to tell but from seeing from it i'm gonna be honest with you the smartest kids they are sometimes they can be awkward so the different personalities every kid's different every kid they bring to the table so you might have that really smart kid that doesn't want to be the smart kid so he kind of does his work but you know like he goes around and everything but like man his work's on point okay you got that one then you got the smart kid that's just socially awkward. Like, uh, l- LC. like you no, I no, I don't, you I, I don't think you guys understand i don't think you no 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 or or they're socially awkward and they know it and they want to rile the class up so i, I can be in place uh, like, sitting down LC. and they'll say whatever comes <laughs> to their mind no, no 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 i'm talking they'll say something sexist they'll say something political they'll say something racist i'm not even bringing i'm not even kidding like just to rile someone else up in the room like it, it's like you might as well okay have, do that and,
2: okay,
1: yeah it, we didn't really do that in yeah, no. Yeah, these kids are bold. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah, Johnny, really Do that, like. Well,
2: uh, <laughs> I think because back I mean, in the day, the teacher used to be able to put hands on you, though. Yeah. No, uh-huh. I mean, like. Okay, I, I, okay, I'm I'm way younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Not that like, much younger. When I was in middle school and high school, like, the the kids who were getting in trouble, they weren't they weren't calling out politics. Like, we weren't ready for that. <laughs>
1: Yeah they, they, these kids are kids are smarter nowadays cuz they they know what triggers things, especially what's going on in the world right now. I'm not going to bring up have, anything. The
2: inter, they have phones like, they have and, phones. Oh yeah. But like they
1: they know like what to say particularly mm-hmm. like like a supporter of something you say something and that can trigger a kid. Just to get they they're the kids not mean. The kids not even like that. They just want that attention, and they, they do that. And then you got other kids that get under another kids. Like I had a kid playing with Beyblade. Love this kid to death. He has a Nintendo Switch with Smash Brothers on him at all times. I kept telling him. He to play can the touch switch these away. hands whenever. Yes, Tell there's kids. Me there's, a code. There's, there's kids in my school that will have <laughs> switches on them playing Smash Brothers at break. That's what they do. But I kept telling that kid, man, you don't want to be carrying that switch around like that. One, you, you can't have that in my class. So I keep telling to put it up. But I'm, I'm I'm afraid that their stuff is going to get. Can he beat you? Are you sure? I'm 100 sure. Trust me. <laughs> okay. I watch him. I watch <laughs> him. So
2: because if he because if he beats you, you can't tell him he can't have it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, okay. Me, get me, on me. the stick. I'll get on the stick There's, is gun at that the, point.
1: The, there was two teachers in the school that we all know. We're like, yeah, you're not gonna take us. You know. Um, that would but be so funny, bro. You get got on this the kid, stick, CP. You're like well okay so, by grade. so you have this really smart kid so i tell him to switch mm. away so he'll play with bay blades. he won't like mm. let it rip or everything but he'll uh, disassemble he always i figured yeah. this kid has to have something in his hand right so you think he's not paying attention his back will be to you and everything now i had mm. i was lucky before i got these kids for my class i got to examine them a little bit you know observe them and i know this kid does not get along with this other kid that is a troublemaker smart as a whip but he his mom is a police officer, so he wants to act up. You know, that's his thing. But the kid's in the anime and everything like that. Loves Naruto to death. And he kind of grew on me, but man, he's the one that would, you know, I have to stay up on top of. I have the nine-nine conversations. But if you talked about politics or government, the kid was quick, like really quick. But that kid with the Beyblade, mind's own business. You say something, he, he's listening the entire time. Even doing doodling Sonic the Hedgehog in his notepad, like he's doing all that. But if that one kid, like kids, how they diss each other, are weird. It's not like your mama or whatever. It's like, man, you little Beyblade boy, and that kid just goes <laughs> off. I'm like, what the heck happened. <laughs> like they have the technology, but how they diss, diss each other, I'm like, you get mad. Besides that, I, like,
2: I mean, actually, I'm, I'm, I might have been kind of mad about that too.
1: I'm like, what? that sounds like a diss. Yeah, and he's like, "You nerd." I'm like, "Is nerd really that bad?" I'm like, and, "You know, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore." I I'm like, "Nerd died off like when I, we were younger." I thought it did. And, like kids like anime and all this. You have like like boys like anime, girl like anime. They actually know what anime means. You know, you have all that stuff, and I'm just like, "This is y'all just I don't know. Maybe it's the school I'm at, but yeah." It's, it's so that's so that leads me
0: to one of my questions, which is like did you always want to be a teacher like did you see yourself like having debates with with adolescents when you were younger
1: uh i i think the whole teacher thing came up when school I, this is my thing I, I tell people school is fun and elementary and then by the time you get to middle school i think that's where it starts waning off and kids or when they get to middle school, it's more of a social thing to see their friends and stuff like that. High school, then it's more of a social thing, but they got to do it. You have to wake up early Mm -hmm. in the morning. You got to do it. And then college or your future and stuff like that. So elementary has always been fun. Never thought about being a teacher. Sixth grade. uh, Again, my, my experience is a little bit different than other people when it comes to the school. I went to the worst school, worst middle school in the state. Like this was where, when you had it, you think this was a school in deep Chicago. Uh, you had to take your shoes off. You had to get patted down. You had to get wanded. You had to go through a metal detector. There was fights, like, in the morning. Mm-hmm. They would li- let you in until, like, 8.50. There would be girls, like, okay, dudes fighting? No problem. Girls fighting. They grab the hair. Like, this is a pillar of a wall. Grabbing the hair, smashing the face into the wall. And, like, this is, like, fights and kids having knives in the bathroom. And, like, that. this was on um, – keep fighting. This is. <laughs> And I came Bro, you sound like a, a Hollywood <laughs> TV. Shit right now. Well, I came in in October. I came from a opposite end. Like my, my dad just got out of the military opposite end middle of October. And we were doing the whole fake, uh, using my grandma's address to so I get into a good school Well, they find out blah, 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 blah. Oh. And I got put into this school. So I was, a, I was a sixth grader in elementary, put in, in the middle of October in a sixth grade middle school the worst middle school to where i had oh, i had and b's sad. and the principal was like oh that's phenomenal here and i'm like, <laughs> <this?"> <laughs> like they, my, my you dad were
2: failing by regular standards <laughs> yeah 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 like yeah, i was like
1: what that's that, that's like a's here and my dad had this all i mean you were, your parents probably said it I, I my dad kept being vocal about it i guess because he's from northeast so he's from philadelphia and yes he didn't come from much but Education was like a big thing, even though he didn't get it. He recognized <laughs> that schools where where we're at, depending on where states and different states, they're not all equal. And especially when it comes to like yeah. socioeconomic stuff, schools are mm-hmm. not all that equal because there's a lot of baggage that these kids bring in. And not, not bad baggage, but there's a lot of things that you have to check them at the door before they come in not like pat them down but like you don't know if that kid has ate anything you don't know if that kid is couch surfing between families you got a lot of things that that you have that a kid you, you have to take care of them we, we call it uh maslow's hierarchy of needs you got to take care of that kid's needs before they're ever going to be able to learn like they won't open mm-hmm. to you at all. so for me teaching didn't get to it until i had a baseball coach seventh grade it was civics and he called it devil's advocate and you had the I, I I don't know how i've always partnered up with the worst kids but like i had the bad kids and if you're super smart they don't mess with you like they'll joke around with you but they won't mess with you because they're smart you don't really act up they think you're nerdy playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards whatever that's seventh grade and for some reason they thought <laughs> if you're smart you don't fart in class like if someone farted they would never play the smart kid they'll be oh. like yeah he's smart he doesn't fart i'm like what but i didn't
2: know that was tied to iq <laughs>
1: yeah I know, I know i did so um yeah, you get a seventh grade. This this teacher would play devil's advocate. Now everything we talked about is laws. Now the thing about laws, back then gang violence were where we're at now. I, have you guys disclosed where we're at? Like Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They know
0: we're in Oklahoma. I mean, they don't have my address.
1: Okay, cool. Well, like, gangs gangs man. Oklahoma used to be real He
0: mad. isn't uh also, oh, Oklahoma.
1: Fun
2: i'm moving well regardless back then moving drop the address
1: (laughs) back back then (laughs) gangs used to be really bad he had these wannabe gang bangers that's what we're gonna call them but gangs were actually really bad like really bad now i think not because they buckle down on gangs and stuff like that it's really because technology kind of took away that connection that kids needed that they that family that they wanted on with gangs that social media kind of gave them a different person it's not healthy but A self-belonging in a sense but that's a byproduct of internet but anyways this teacher would argue and stuff about laws and these kids some of these kids have been arrested some of these kids have been in juvie some of these kids are pregnant and they would be arguing about these laws he'd be playing devil's advocate and stuff like that and these kids would be in it because some of these kids have witnessed it firsthand like yeah my uncle got arrested or oh something like that happened oh what happens if i go to court they can they do this to me and i was like what the heck is this and i i learned what devil's advocate was i thought he was just being mean to be mean because he would rile up some of the kids that would get in fights like fist fights with a teacher and then he introduced the word devil's advocate and what it meant and that was like a big thing for me i was like oh snaps and he got the entire class the entire class kids that would not even do the work participating and that's a big thing that's a that's a goal for any teacher he didn't last till by eighth grade i think he left afterwards or something like that and then i had another teacher uh i think by the time i got to high school i didn't want to be the smart kid I don't want to be the straight A kid. I just want to do track and I just wanted to get through. And I was going to go on a military path, but you got like the honors role and stuff like that. You get those kids with the high GPAs and I was like a 3.5, not straight A's. And I didn't want to do honors classes because I don't want to do the extra work. No one wants to do the extra work. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. <laughs> I was a kid that I asked my mom, like, Hey mom, can I have a 25? Can I have kids getting like straight A's and stuff like that? They got $25 for every A. And she would always tell me, no, you're, you're doing, you're doing the work for you. You're doing the great for you. That's it yeah that, wow. that's your reward yeah that's not yeah i, Ooh, I, tried this.
0: No. I don't I think about pulling that one no, yeah don't, don't was pull that was in fourth
1: grade don't pull i asked that. fifth grade sixth grade seventh grade and then eventually i realized and i find out what i got to see then you get butt whooping so it is for you but once you get that c that's what i was like <laughs> testing it where the limit was <laughs> But uh, we had a teacher. So instead
2: of giving you money, she prevented from beating you. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Because I was like five. If A's are not for me and B's are for me, I can get a C. And then I found out what happens when you get a C. But um, especially like you have – there's this teacher that was in ninth grade at my, my high school, and she got all the honor kids up. And I'm here with my track guys. It's towards the end of the year when they do like those little rewards and stuff like that and all that stuff. Normally you do it for seniors, but they do it for every grade level. It was in end of ninth grade, and you had this one teacher. And she put all those kids up there. And some of the kids I went to middle school with were up there. Like the smart kids I was in groups with. And she's like, this is our future of our society. These are the people that work the hardest. They'll be our leaders and stuff like that. I'm like, hold on. How can you say that about these people Ooh. in ninth grade? And like, I'm over here like looking at I have one guy in my track team look at me too. I'm like, that's not right. Like something in me, like she, I have a competitive side and that kind of lit my competitors. I'm like, because I know some of those <laughs> kids, and some of those kids do not work hard. The only reason I got a higher grade <laughs> average is because they were in an honors class, and you get a little bump up. I'm like, no, uh, no.
2: The shade.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I remember closing my locker that right after shade, I, I went felt. straight to the counselor and signed up for the some classes. But I had teachers that would not let me go, because I don't test high. I'm what they call book smart, but I don't test high. And I had to be on, put in probation. We're talking to get on mm. honors in high school. I had to do the same thing when I had to get to AP and I would make sure like top in chemistry, top in history. And that kind of got me up. And then I had some really good counselors cause I didn't know how to do scholarships. Um, again, I didn't test high. I had like in my graduating class, I had someone won the Bill Gates scholarship. So that's a full ride anywhere. I had someone win the Coca-Cola scholarships. These are people that I went to middle school with and a few that I went to elementary school with. And I was like, I gotta get my, some kind of scholarship. And I had a counselor really help me get through it. And I, that was kind of my ticket. And why I wanted to be a teacher was to help other people get through that. Cause I was a first generation, never been to college. My parents didn't know. My dad, 11th grade, picked me up from coming home from GameStop, driving me back home, said, I'm not paying for your college. My dad was cheap. I figured he wasn't going to pay for college regardless. So it didn't come <laughs> to a surprise to me. But he straight up told me, I'm not paying for your college. And I was like, there's a lot of people that you were that. like, <laughs> I was, I was devastated. I was like, you know, but like, there's a lot of people that they can go to college and they can do it without student debt. Like, I graduated without student debt. It took me a longer than normal people, but I didn't want to see debt. I had a I had a best friend. His mom passed away um, right when I get, got to my freshman year. He was a great – same age, but he was a grade above me. Uh, he was one of those smart kids. He did get his butt whooped because he changed his B's and D's. Like, he's a smart kid. He scanned it, changed it on the computer, but left the original copy in the, in the printer or in the scanner. So – but his mom wow. had a mm. – two masters and she and she died with debt uh, and, and he said no debt's worth it and he's the one that kind of introduced to me what debt was and before student loans so I was like I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do this student loan thing it's it, it haunts you for your life I, I'm gonna be honest with you those doctors and stuff like that if you ever have a chance to like man they make so much money figure out how much it costs for their mail practice like whatever the, the their certificate to to do that their insurance just in case they mess up on somebody they get sued how much it costs to have their own clinic and how many years it takes. It takes about a doctor about almost 15 to 20 years to pay off that student, that student debt. Cause they're taking out like, um, there's a guy called Dr. Mike on YouTube. He is one handsome looking dude. Two, he's the most successful doctor on YouTube. Over millions of subscribers did a Ted talk and everything. He said he got a good deal on his student loan for a quarter of a million on student debt. Apply that with interest, he said by, and he said about, 18 years, he should have it paid off. 18 years. No way. On a doctor's pay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no, no. But I feel he, like any kid. He's balling. Go, <laughs> he is balling, But yeah, like any kid should I'll be able to go to college years. if they want to. And I'm not just pro-college. I'm pro-military because that was my choice on that. If you're a kid that's in a rough spot and you just need a way to get out and you need a sense of belonging in a family, military 100% because you will have a b- better purpose. You need the kids need to have a purpose. It's interesting. I, I was going to say, it's interesting
0: you say that, because, like, my dad, um, part of the reason why he joined the military um, uh, was because he was in college. College was getting expensive. Mm-hmm. And, like, the cool part about it was, like, he was, like, a first chair tuba player and marching band and everything like that. Like, he was legit. He had a scholarship. The scholarship still just wasn't enough. So, transitioned into the military, and then 28 years later,
1: right.
0: still yeah. over there but
1: hey when he retires though he's he's taken care of he's oh bro care. yeah yeah that's but so, yeah it's it's one of those
2: that's for sure
0: so then i guess for me um i guess what impact do you feel like you're making as a, as a teacher now like so you've been impacted and and this is like kind of like your first year in the role but what do you feel like you've been making a change or making a different or, is it one of those you see the benefits of it like 10 years later when they come back and be like hey teach you remember me
1: yeah so with that now you got social media and stuff like that one you don't play video games with your students you don't do social media with your students you don't do any of that kind of stuff just to keep you out of trouble you just don't do that you may want to maybe one day down the road like when they're their like, 20s or 30s you always want to know does the kid make it out okay so teaching has a thing called pedagogy that's the the theory behind it it's just how you teach and how you reach out there's a lot of stuff like Math, science, English and stuff like that's the subject. There's a lot of science, like you might as well think psychology behind it and teachers know that stuff. They should know that stuff. I have a thing called um, restorative discipline. So I adopted my mentor's mentality. And what that is, is you have kids that Mm -hmm. act up and they may hate school. And I'm basically trying to correct them, not like, you know, but correct them to show that respect and to hopefully enjoy school again. That's the whole point behind restorative discipline. Is to gotcha. get them, yeah. And like every kid, you have 100% trust. I don't care what they are. Like even if you come in the middle of the year, that's what I had to do. 100% trust. And I knew some of the kids that were going to give me a rough time. 100% trust. My thing is, once you break that trust, it goes down a little bit. You don't, you don't, you don't lose it, but you lost it like temporarily. You have to regain it, and that's what restorative discipline is. They can always gain it back. Gotcha. Some kids will do some things that are like but um if i if i make an impact it's hard to tell because I'm, I'm a new teacher but i can tell you when i was there kids that would give other te- teachers trouble like i'll be like on lunchtime talking to some teachers, and the teacher comes in like oh so and so got transferred out of my class they're all like they're having the happiest day of their class because these kids would give them that hard time and i'm like what are their names and they'll list them off and i have all of them in my class <laughs> but they went to the point where they do their work they're not missing any work they're not because i basically set my classroom up to where they can't fail And i tell my kids that it's almost impossible in my class. It is almost impossible because one, I don't like giving homework because there's studies behind it. Until they get to high school, homework doesn't have that big of an impact. I'm gonna be real with you.
0: What is, what is that? So, okay, one second. I'm oh. gonna change what? here.
2: Boom. Okay, what happened? Where did he you
0: went, go? He went, he went professional recording on me. Is that that better now?
2: Can you I'm, guys be, I'm glad you said the thing yes. about homework. By the way, okay. I don't know where you went. No. No, we cannot. No, uh, you can't see me? Oh, I, can? see, I see
1: I see that, that I nice see bow tie. Oh, okay, hold on. Just gonna come back. I just see the picture. Okay, there you go. I see you now. There you go. Picture you see it. me now? Cool. There you go. Yeah. What's happening? All right.
0: So question. When I was in school, I had homework like every day for yeah. every subject. And I'm like, how am I supposed to live like what's the point of going to school for five to six hours and then come home and do five to six hours of homework? shouldn't have yeah. been doing this in school
1: <laughs> so w- when i sit down with parents i had my first parent teacher conference and i tell the i tell parents straight up like i don't like giving homework just to give homework like if it's math you should give like 10 problems just so they can practice the formula get it down you shouldn't have like back in the day when they gave math they gave you like 20 30 problems it's the same thing you're just trying to beat them I'm like that that's not how that works and I mean, uh, they have these my, kids have my go ahead, freshman go year yeah
2: My freshman year of high school, we had um, our math teacher, day one, first day of class. All right, guys, numbers one through 62, do tomorrow. Or
1: they'll make you do uh, what? They'll make you do the even problems because you can't look it up in the back of the book because the odd problems were Mm -hmm. given the answers. Yeah. So I would tell parents straight to their face. I tell my kids the same thing. You will not catch me lying to the parents. You will not catch me lying to the kids. I don't like giving homework because they need time with the family. I said, I'll look at the parents straight in their face and say, You go to work, they go to school. When's the family time? I see them more than you see your own kid. Where's the family time with that? So if I give homework, it's going to be like, read this chapter. So you can be ahead when we cover it in class. Or if it's like a project, I'm gonna let you know well in advance. I'm not going to give you homework just for the sake of giving you homework. Now, if it's something that I think you need help with, I have office hours for that. I have tutoring. But if it's something like, oh, do this so you can get ahead. Yeah, I'm going to give that as an option. But giving homework just to give homework is you're hurting the families at home they need more time i mean that's family time that's parents are tired they don't have time to help p- kids with their homework even if they do they may not know what everything's going I, I i praise those parents that do but that's tough on them so i don't know that's 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 my mentality with it when it comes to homework and their strategies they call it effective strategies there is a uh like a percentage right let's say 0 to 5% right 5% being the highest effective strategy right there is different levels. Like if you give kids homework at this age, is it effective? Like, will it actually influence the kid, make them better? And the closer nah, it gets to 5%, the better it is. In middle school, <clears throat> homework is not effective. It's actually like a 1%. When you get to high school, it gets to 3%. And as they get closer to college, it actually gets higher because you got to think they have less time in the classroom. The less time you have in the classroom, it gets higher and higher and higher because they're supposed to be more self-efficient. They're supposed to be ah, responsible. Themselves. Okay, and that's why this whole COVID nineteen <laughs> thing with the online stuff. I I was telling my kids this. And before this all went down, my kids watched CNN 10, so they're actually they know what was going on. Back in January, we knew about the COVID 19. We were watching China. We knew about everything. We talked about what happens with a pandemic, what the meaning of a pandemic, what happens if it ever spread, and I we even talked about recession. I even taught my kids. Can how to you can
2: you get that to like the 40 year olds and the 50 year olds? Because
1: I <laughs> don't know. I, I, well, I even taught my kids how to do stocks. Uh, like I taught them, if I they know. bought this soda <laughs> for a dollar, and then they held on to it and went up to two dollars, they sell it. They made. How much? They said we made an extra dollar. Yeah, you got your money back. and made a dollar. And we will use the room. We use Apple. Like if they bought a share, it's like a rice filling up a room. And then the more shares they buy, the more they take up of that room. And then eventually, if they have half the room, they have a majority share that typically, you know, have a more say and stuff like that. And that just grows. So I try to keep it as simple as possible. I talk fast. I talk a lot, but I give a lot of examples trying to break it down. You're going to have these
0: guys over here hitting Wall Street well,
1: at age 14. So another thing is, I the, they, something they don't teach in schools is finance. <laughs> and I told the kids, anyone in this, if I was to put $100 and you guys were start saving by the time you were 18, you will be a millionaire before I will ever hit a million. You, ne- I said every kid in this school, like I, like any kid, if they start saving at 18, I guarantee you, you will have more money than your parents ever will, ever will. And you'll be set for life. But that's, and I, I try to break it down and try to show them stuff, like try to set them up for success. And so some of you guys, you're just going to let it come out one, go in one ear and come out the other. That's fine. But hopefully it kicks in when someone says about saving. And if your gut's saying, man, I should really do that. You need to pull the trigger on that and you need to start saving. Like just, I don't care if it's a dollar, $2. It's just, you have time on your side. I
0: that's don't. Smart.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's the thing. Time is something that you can't replace, period. So it's, so,
0: go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no. So So I was going to ask, like, so when you go through that and you had mentioned like COVID and everything like that earlier, mm. well, how, what is it like, like teaching your class, like during COVID? So I know what I'm like, like when I'm working and I got to do these conference calls and these zoom meetings, there's business at the top, party on the pile. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Trust me. Trust
1: me. Um, when it, when it got to, okay. So we, it was the week of before spring break that Friday, I was like, man, let's get to spring break. I'm ready. I'm ready. But then you start hearing cases popping up and everything. And then that Thursday, the kids were, were like, <laughs> I was, it was before my last class of the day. I was coming down the hall, about to go to the bathroom. A kid ran down the hall. He was like, he was like, Mr. CP, we're about to be out. We're about to be out. There's no school tomorrow. I'm like, boy, stop lying. And then I went to a teacher. And I said, okay, so and so just told me. And my kids don't lie to me. So and so just told me. She's like, yes. I was like, please don't lie to me because I'm going to get really excited right now. And, 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 <laughs> I was getting excited. So, where my kids were like yelling in the halls, they were trying to party before they went to class. I'm like, oh, guys, stop. You guys know what to do. How do you are in the classroom? Get inside. I close the door. I'm like, all right, let it all out. We were all like, we were, like I'm kidding you <laughs> we, were, we were all excited. I hate to say that. I don't know why, but we were, you know, spring for me, spring break got early, but we didn't know how bad it was going to be. That's the thing. Yeah. Like we didn't know the scale of it. And then I remember three weeks later, I got them on, we tried to do uh, zoom, but you, you hear some things like that. Um, everyone was technology illiterate. Not like, we know how to use our phones and stuff like that. But when it comes to stuff like this, and seeing each other, that was something new. And so I, I did Google meets and stuff. And the thing is, I started like racking my brain through things, not every kid has a laptop and every kid has a cell phone. You you don't know whose parents were inf- like inf- affected by all of this. And then you start worrying about the kids that you know that if they're in school, they're gonna do the work. All right, if they're not in school, like remember, I said, you can't fail my class cause I'm I'm there. I can be on top of them. I will let them know if there's a grade missing or whatever. I'll stay on top of them. But me being away from that, my style of teaching, it's harder to come with because now it's – it more responsibility goes to the parents. And I think yeah. that's the big ticker. And I remember reading comments. I hate doing that. But I like to see what people are, are saying. I normally look for the anti-people that are typing, and they're just like – some people think of school as a daycare, like, yeah. like a daycare daycare. Yeah education yeah, I mean, some- third maybe on the totem pole and i get it but it's to the point where a lot of responsibility comes on the parent and that's my fear because parents are not some are but most aren't because they got that still they still got that job and that's the whole thing i'm like crap and i need to figure out how a best way for me to help as much as possible and i
0: know i was just saying not to cut you off so for me um my oldest he came to me he was like dad i need help with this math I was like sure I was like I was ready I was like "Son, you don't know I'm in these map streets I looked at the really map I was like oh snap Ooh, um, <laughs> oh. We, we in the wrong neighborhood that's sad
2: because I, I call you and I don't care even the math. Oh, man.
0: so we were both sitting <laughs> online like I had to google I was like how do you answer this and so we went through and everything like that and my confidence was and math was fading my son was looking at me like, "Dad, no!" Doing his self-image yeah. of you now. <laughs> yeah,
2: he came and to you like, in his oh, time of need, and you—you
0: <laughs> you, you were like, so, I, "I can't do it, <laughs> bro." So we both looked it up. We both learned that day. I was like, "You're smarter. I'm smarter, <laughs> right?" So then, uh, what is it? Yesterday, so you went to work. Like, you went to work the next day. Like, guys, math—I can do it now. <laughs> No, so my son came to me yesterday. He was like, hey, Dad, I need help with math again. Mom said to come ask you. I was like, all right. So I was getting ready to get my computer ready, but I was like, let me look at it first. And I looked at it, I was like, oh, I can do this. (laughs) (laughs) He was excited. (laughs) I was excited. I was like, your dad's smart again. Look. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: and thats I'm going to be honest with you. How you felt with that, that's how kids feel. I'm going to be honest with you, whether their school and stuff like that. And you need to have a safe environment for them where they can fail, period. Like, th- you can fail as many times as you want in my class. I'm dead serious. If, if it's below a certain grade, I'm going to let you do it. Because I don't want you just to be like, oh, I scored a 70. If you, like, even my kids that were, like, straight-A kids, if they made, like, a 90, I will give them half a credit back. I always give my kids – the ability to correct their work turn in and I'll give them half credit back period. Like it, but it's, the effort is on them at that point. Like the, I always send the balls in your court. I, I got a lot of basketball players and I use that as a thing and why homework and why this and why you practice and stuff like that. And same thing on like the Google meets and stuff. I, I even told them they need to be reading 20 minutes a day. They need to be doing this. And they're like, what, what? I'm like, and my basketball players. They understood. And I keep telling them if you guys stop practicing and you guys get back on the court, your stamina is going to be down. Your shots are going to be off. Like you'll, maybe you'll have muscle memory to dribble, but it won't be as sharp as it could be. Same thing with school and especially through the summer. You have to be able to keep up with that stuff and retain that to be able to know the new stuff. If not, you're gonna be behind and you're gonna be slow. So yeah, that that's that's a, a lot that goes into it. But yeah, that for teachers, if they don't know the subject, they have to, like for me, I have to learn the stuff before I teach it. So I go through it like, I'm like a week's worth of stuff I'm relearning and trying to plan stuff ahead to uh, possibly anticipate kids answers. And I can't anticipate all of them. I'm going to be real with you. I cannot <laughs> anticipate all of them. And one thing for me is, as a kid, I was a bad reader. And I was a bad speller. And I cannot pronunciate whatsoever. So one word mother little brothers gave me a hard time when they came and visited me was a SERP. A SERP? A SERP.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's on the board. And if I don't know a word, and they're writing definitions down, like like giving examples, like and synonyms, and stuff like that, I'll be like, all right. I just want to challenge the class. How do you say this word? (laughs) That's 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 why I don't know it. And I was like, how do you say this word? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then I said the word and I agreed with the kids. I went for the majority. I'm like, all right, that sounds good. I check on my smart kids. I'm like, okay. All right. All right, cool. That's the word. No, we all got it wrong. So I'm like, like, well, you know, it is going to be, so they got a few things wrong. There's a little misconceptions that they'll carry with them. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. <laughs> so, They're going to get older and they'll
0: be like, my teacher was wrong. Well, I, I, I,
1: I told them we're not perfect. And I told them I, I, the same thing. Like, some teachers will be like, I can do no wrong. They're the final say. So I'm like, man, you can do that. I'm human. I'm, <laughs> I'm going be honest <laughs> with you. Because kids will look at me. If I don't know it, I'll be like. Because, okay, for some reason, you're not supposed to tell a kid no. Or, oh, don't do that. This one kid wanted to write an angry letter to the White House and all this stuff. The way she did it. And I was like, no, Secret Service is going to come to your door. She's like, but I want to I cuss them out and everything. I'm like, how about you write a letter or tweet it, and they'll send it. And the kids are like, you're not going to tell her she can't do that? I'm like, no, that's all right. She can do that. I'm just yeah, trying to tell her so she letter. don't get in jail. Like,
2: <laughs> you can tweet anything. Yeah, I
1: was like, what? I'm like, I'm not going to tell her she can't do that. I'm like, that, that's some kids are like, oh, is my artwork pretty? Okay, y'all in middle school. I'll be like, uh, oh, that's bad. Or I'll be like, that's rough. Well, that's just ugly. See, I agree <laughs> I,
2: with that. You got to tell people. Yeah. That goes to adults too, though. You know, yeah. you, oh, sometimes yeah. you have like a friend who is trying to be, let's say, like your friend who's trying to be a rapper and he's 25 and he's not a good rapper. You got to tell him.
1: You got to break it down. Or when you see someone's yeah. baby, like, don't, yep. if the baby's not <laughs> cute, don't say, like, the baby's ugly. Just say, oh, he has your eyes. Or, oh, he has her ear. Or, yeah. oh, he has your nose. Like, highlight the features, but don't call the baby or, <laughs>
2: or Don't tell him he's if, ugly, but don't hype him up either.
1: Yeah. No. Yeah, if the person
0: you're talking to is also ugly, you'd be like, oh, the baby looks just like you.
2: Then they
1: hit Leave you. Leave it there.
0: Hey, that's true. What <laughs> if they nope. know?
2: What are you trying to if say? If they
0: know, they know, right?
2: Nope. Like, yep. we, we need to be able to tell people honest feedback yeah, on right, all of their right. stuff adults and kids because people who get hyped up on bad stuff keep making bad stuff
1: and you have some people that are very sensitive like Mm -hmm. like really sensitive you need to be on it like i gave a kid his paperback okay i had a kid break down on me because he didn't have a pencil they had 25 minutes more than enough time like i made sure i get more than enough time he was panicking like started crying and i like had to like what the heck just happened i thought a kid hit him without me realizing i'm like what the why is this kid breaking down like you know i'm like it's gonna be okay like i'm like it's, it's gonna be okay it's like it's only like one percent of grade it's gonna be okay you know and you have another kid that like panicked i was coming down the hall i guess they his kid failed his math test like th- not, not not just him this kid's smart and i think his parents are the helicopter parents but the entire sixth grade math failed this test and I'm over here. What I was always taught, if the tire grade, like if you have more than fifty percent, yeah, that's not valid, on the kid. Yeah, there's something wrong with the validity of the <laughs> test. But something's wrong with the test. And they hindsight, blah blah blah. They let them all take it again, right? But this kid was like down on his knees, locker open, papers on the floor. I'm over here like yeah. one of my kids. <laughs> I'm pulling over. I'm like, I'm like, I kept trying to tell him it's gonna be okay. This is what you Man, do right now. Crisis. Yeah, I'm like, you're not in an emotional state. <laughs> you don't know it. You're angry. You're upset. You got a lot of emotion. Don't go back to her and ask, can you retake the test? Tomorrow morning, ask her, can you retake the test? Because you know you can do better than this.
2: Telling, yeah. That is the kid, when that doesn't get fixed, that's the kid who turns into Joker later. Oh, about that.
1: So another thing, kids are very honest. Like, I don't, like, I, okay. The whole thing with depression and stuff like that. You get a lot of kids. I do things called morning circles where they share and stuff like that. You get kids that would be like they like to joke around with those words. The hot, I call them hot words, and I'm like, if you're outside laughing, and playing, we have counselors for that. Like I take that stuff very serious. I take bullying and putting someone's hands on someone else, and like this one girl got kissed on the cheek by a boy. It's like, yeah, blah blah. The boys were teasing her about it. I'm like, don't let any man disrespect you like that. If you're not comfortable with that, you better say something, because I'll hunt down that little kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and, but there was like these kids that would keep saying like they're depressed or whatever. So I have to let counselors know you have to do that stuff. That's the, that's the stuff you have to know, but there, some kids are joking around with them, and that's how you call mm. stuff. And then you get kids that, I mean, they'll share, kids will share anything like with their hamster. How, like got, you ask, cause I think other things interesting. And I do that because they go from school, class to class and they don't have the time to dewind and actually share you know stuff outside of their life and it kind of eased the disruptions in the classrooms but then you get some other kids that share too much and i'm like i don't want to know that <laughs> like because they'll be like i don't they're like what happens if you share someone and they're about to do something like in a school whatever and i'm over here like let me know so i can let <laughs> someone else know but then they were about Oof. to say a name i was like don't say the name I don't want to know the name. Hold on. Hold on. I'm like, I I'm like, no, time out. I don't want to know. I'm like, but I told, I told every kid, you need, to treat, you need to treat everybody with respect because you don't know what kids going through a bad day. You don't know what rough time, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you picking on somebody. I said, that's not, that's not right. Period. If, so, especially if they're in your class, you better stand up for them. I don't care if you don't like that person, you better step up. So, question for you. Hmm?
0: Do you think that because you've into the teaching game later on in life, that you're, Philosophy or perspective on like kind of how to raise the like not raise the kids but kind of like be a part of their kids' lives. But do you think that's changed? Because what you're saying is completely different than any other teacher. I have kids, and I've gone to multiple parent teacher conferences. Ain't none of them talking like that. (laughs) uh, A lot of them have awful attitudes. Almost hate the kids, and I'm like, I have questions. But my question one would be, do you feel like because of like you getting into it later that you're not like a career teacher. You've had like life experience that that's changed a little bit.
1: Yeah. I think that's come from, cause like I came from a, like a business background and I still interact with kids and families. that would come in and talk to them and stuff like that. But, and you got your, like your own personal background and you kind of put them in. I, okay. This is, this is going to be me personally. I don't like teaching in high socioeconomic schools. So like, in other words, I don't like teaching in schools that have money. The parents are wealthy yeah. and stuff like that because I, I'm no use to those kids those kids don't really need me. They can hire private tutors. They don't need, they don't have that baggage coming in. The kids that do need me are the ones that are smart or the ones that need a way out. And they're told that they don't, they're not smart or they're told that they're not doing this. And they need to know that they have possibilities in front of them, a lot more possibilities than they ever thought. And I think that's me being like teachers, especially some of those teachers, maybe they're burned out, maybe they're closer to the retirement. I'm a new teacher, but I, I think teachers, the good teachers do believe that they don't want their kids to fail. No, no teacher likes seeing their kid have an F. No teachers like seeing that. It, it hurts us, like them scoring bad. Not like on state tests, but like them scoring bad on tests hurts us more than it hurts them. And I, I really do believe that. Then you get to some of those iron teachers. They're like, "Oh, that's on them. That's on you know." I'm like, "You're signing up for the wrong thing." I think at that point. But you get those kids that they they need you to be there every day. Like they they really do, because you yeah, are that yeah. consistent piece. That's there. They may forget you five years, six years down the road, but they need a consistency and they need that right there.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah. I have some kids that would open up to me later down the road, but.
0: So then I guess the other side I have, I said, I had two questions and I asked my first one and I got one more after this one. Um, When it comes to that, just, I always hear teachers say all the time that they feel like they're underpaid from what you're saying, like, because you're a counselor on top of learning curriculum and things like that, do you feel like you're underpaid? And think of it this way, because the way I see it, you're still getting paid right now. Mm. School is out. You guys have been getting paid to do conference calls once a week. So I can't. So, that's, we,
1: LC,
2: that's all we do.
1: <laughs> hey, no, no, playing, no, no, I'm going to defend it. the teachers on this one, because the, the thing <laughs> is we are, Teachers are a contract, so regardless of what happens, our pay is stretched out. Back in the back in the day, like back in the day, if you were to r- rewind this to 1989, I had a teacher. She's like 30, almost 30 years into her teaching when I was student teaching. She was like, it was a, amazing. They her nine thousand dollars for the year. That was same amount of work, nine thousand dollars. So I was like coming up real, real they're like, fight. yeah yeah so and let's let's go with especially in oklahoma they were they just had a bump up because the the what's happened from the east coast and then all the the walkouts and the lockdowns and stuff like that happened and that yeah. it, it it sucks that you have someone and i always tell people take your kid if you have a kid take your kid or if you have multiple kids take them at their bad day times that by 25 or 30 or 34 with different personalities and teachers do a lot of work outside of it. Like I would go from I would get there early in the morning, like eight o'clock in the morning. I don't have to be there till contract time at eight fifty. I wake up at seven, get there, and then I have a, a meeting afterwards. I don't get out till five thirty. Classes was over at four ten. And then I have another meeting. Or then I have the emergency on my my plan time off when i'm supposed to do my planning and stuff like that i have parents coming up or i have to do calls and take care of this or whatever you have a lot of things you have to go through and then you have to plan that stuff out week after week after week and then the summertime again your pay is stretched out back in the day you used to be able to take your pay in lump sum like not my back in my day before like mm-hmm. maybe i was like five or something but you can take it out of lump sum and that's on you or you can have it stretched out up until your contract gets renewed and then so forth like a normal two you get two paychecks you know boom, boom. so and now with all this stuff it, it's we still have to go on there like if parents reached out to me um like even right now uh they're trying to pick up stuff from their lockers and stuff like that i'm like oh yeah let me take care of that or oh let me email and we have a lot of professional development that goes behind it like for me even during the summer i'm going to be teaching science next so i have a seminar conference that like 850 bucks that for virtual. I'm like, I don't want to see how much it costs to be outside of it. Three days. I'm there. I got off another conference call last week. And like, I have to send like emails and stuff like that, but that's anybody's job, but should teachers be paid during it? Yeah, definitely. Because they also what some people don't realize that one hour or that conference call that they're doing. We also had to make phone calls to parents like cold call to check on the kid ask some survey questions hey have they been eating we got the site going on do you guys have some technology whatever you guys have um we have all these things that go into it that were required by contract to do yeah like gotcha. we work i think what some so many days out of the year with it um but we can't just take vacation that, that's a, like the argument i get that from to me summertime off i'm like that's the best time you can have vacation period but like if you had a family or something and you want to take vacation you can't just take vacation but if you have kids, it is convenient because spring break is your spring break. Winter break is your, right? And so forth. But that's, I come from like the retail side. So to me, this is like, Oh yeah. Oh, you know, <laughs> like, like oh, I don't have to do like, like these absurd hours and stuff like that and work weekends. And, and, and that's, that to me, I had some teachers are like, Oh, you're not gonna like this. We gotta stay later. I'm like, this is like nothing <laughs> to <laughs> me. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um,
2: I think yeah, that, uh, Elsie said earlier, back when you said he said you had life experience before you were a teacher, mm-hmm. before it just like not even being a teacher, but before having like a a set time job coming from retail. Because I, I think all three of us did that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And those people who had these, you know, like more career type set hour jobs and they're like, they complain and stuff. And I'm like,
1: you get there. You're like, this is the best because it's consistent. Like yeah. you could have your hobbies and yeah. stuff. And yeah, I'm I like, think.
2: You're telling me I have every weekend off.
1: A lot uh, of teachers have, uh, a lot of teachers take summer jobs because they still don't make enough. And I think teachers need to get mm. paid more. And I hate to say that I really do. There needs to be something because the amount of work they do for what it is, it's, yeah, especially your good teachers that are like on top of it, extra curriculum stuff on, I mean, like going the extra mile and everything. Yeah, it, there's a lot of stress that going and then dealing with the parents also on top of it. Not every parent's bad, but dealing with parents and stuff like that, it's, it's yeah. It's, I think they need to get paid more because they, they are not just teachers. They are not just babysitters. They are also dealing with your child and trying to go through needs and stuff like that. And a lot of them, a lot of their money comes out of them. Like I would say teachers need to have like a thousand, maybe $2,000 buffer just so they can buy their own supplies, because that's just ridiculous. Now, depending on the school district that you're in, some kids don't come with pencils, paper and everything. You got to supply that. And you may have like, especially in middle school, you have 144, maybe 150 kids that you see every, well, every other day, depending on the like the time block and stuff. And that stuff adds up real quick. And yeah, it's, I think they need to get paid more and teachers typically don't stop learning. They don't. Like I have a, a book read that's coming up. I have another conference and I have like the brush up on my, my standards. I'm gonna be going to a different subject and stuff. Now, the more the teacher teaches that subject, the more they're experts on it. I, I think that goes, if we're gonna run that back to that first question about teachers not knowing what they're teaching, if they're stuck, if they're that math teacher and they've been around for 10 years, they know they, they know their stuff like the back of their hand. And they gotcha. they can typically go above and beyond and start trying to tweak things and do these all exciting stuff. For me as a new teacher, I'm like, we're going to cover the ground basis. I'm going to try to make it fun. <laughs> but if I feel like <laughs> this is going to be difficult, y'all better learn this. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, gotcha. I, I am thankful that we, were, we are getting paid through. But at the same time, I was like, two things are going to happen. Well, no, two one if they didn't pay us oh oh no like oh yeah that would, whole, <laughs> that would have been I'm a like, whole mess
2: of things yeah man, they'd, yeah, they'd yeah as, as a new teacher that.
1: i'm very thankful i'm very thankful because i had a um the school i wanted to be in and i love the school i was at and now i'm going back to the school i student taught at i was about to do the long-term substitute teacher because someone on the team that i was part of they were about to have a baby if i had done that long-term substitute teacher it's kind of like you get paid as a temporary teacher. I would have not got a paycheck because of oh. the situation with the pandemic. <sighs> so, I'm very thankful I and like I was stressing in hindsight it was better for me and this is a crazy semester to have as your first semester all my like all my mentors are texting me like man you got this weird year i'm like yeah and then now i i have a, a problem teachers have to go through so many clinical hours like a psychologist like a not like a doctor a doctor does residential and stuff like that but a psychologist they have a thing called clinical hours so like when we say like teacher's they still get paid. It cost me $10,000 in my student teaching. They do not pay you when you're student teaching. So when you're student teaching, I had a full-time job as a store manager and everything. I had to give that up because you're there as long as your mentor is there. It's a full-time internship without getting paid. That's free labor. It's free labor. Mm -hmm. I still had (laughs) two classes on top of it and I didn't want to go into student debt. So I had to pay the tuition. And in order for me to live, I'm lucky I had that, and I knew it was coming so even working I knew that was coming I just you just hate the idea that you're going to school you're paying for the class but for order you to do this in a low-cost profession I hate to call it a low-cost profession it's a fulfilling profession you give a lot back to it but you're that that semester you're basically if you're not living at home especially like if you're living at home you, you know you have parents and stuff like that but if you're living on your own or you're you're dependent on yourself or even your wife and stuff, that's a financial burden. And that's, that's something they got to fix because that scares yeah. people away from the profession as well. And especially if you're a math major, they're like, they are the brat pits of education. The difference is in a math major, there's two classes difference. Those two classes is the difference between you t- doing accounting, making actual money, or you being a teacher. No way. In the state of Oklahoma, you have things called emergency certified teachers. They're, they're basically people that did not go through what I did or other teachers with the pedagogy. There are things that had like a psychology major or they went to business and then they jump through these hoops to become an emergency teacher. And then they can get their loans forgiven. It's called like ATF or something. It's like teaching for America. If they teach three years in a low like Chicago or low economic situation schools, after three years, all their debt is wiped out all their debt. oh I mean, $250,000 all your all day. day. <laughs> yeah, all sign your day. Sign me up. The, the, issue is, <laughs> the issue is, the issue with this.
0: Stabbed every day? <laughs> Don't worry
1: about it. <laughs> but I'm like here. you can have a million dollars in debt. Yeah, the government will take care of it as long as you teach three years. And what happens is they'll do that and then they'll leave. Now, some teachers mm-hmm. are bad. Some some principals want certified teachers. They don't like the emergency certified teachers, but there's some that work their butt off and some stay in the teaching profession, but I'm gonna be honest with you, that percentage is so low. And with the pandemic, it's something I'm worried about is new teachers coming in because you have to go through so many clinical hours to qualify as a state requirement to teach. And you have to take like four different tests. And with all this, it's going to hurt our newer teachers transitioning into the schools. And there's, if in Oklahoma, there's still a teacher shortage, period period yeah so if you're a certified and apparently like me like if you're male on top of it apparently i didn't know that like i when i was going through class they were like oh you're a male i'm like yeah nah, nah, yeah. yeah and like the, the <laughs> other, other female students would be like oh they must take it easy on you when they're grading your papers i'm like what, what? <laughs> i've never been on the other end besides the you know skin tone i've never been on the other end of that i'm like is this what reverse sexism is i'm like this is what the other (laughs) side of the court
2: feels like
1: you know i was like okay because i i would be like for every class i've been into there may have been one other dude like if you're in the teaching education yeah especially if you're if you're elementary you you know all the guys period like and they'll know like we've never had you in class i'm like i don't know i'm an older student so but like the guys are typically and your PE classes, the PE majors, the football guys, trust me, they stand out too. I'm over here. Like, they're like, I just did this paper the night before I'm over here like, what the heck is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, you, you get a lot of that. Yeah. But yeah, being a male in a middle school setting or even an elementary setting, they want you. Yeah. Hmm. You might as well that's, say no, you're a token. No. Dang. No up no on there oh, we
0: yeah. go that, there oh go. That, that that wraps it and <laughs> it's it, perfect cause we're, kinda, we're at time too so man that was that was great i learned a lot because i actually had no clue everything that went into teaching i just figured you guys showed up uh dished out homework there's something lecture for a minute and then was like i'm out for the day taking my lunch and going home so definitely appreciate you uh, definitely probably have to get you back on um again if you don't mind uh yeah, fun. <laughs> but hey fam I appreciate you guys joining us today again this is cp um good friend of the podcast uh you can follow us on twitter instagram youtube facebook spotify anywhere you can listen to podcasts that's where we're at also keep in mind uh, we have a new episode that's getting ready to come out it's called run that back this is where me james and maybe cp we'll see we go over the things that we had when we were growing up episode one It's going to be about Bloody Roar, so stay tuned. Catch you next time, fam.